experimentation. Yeah, <laughs> that might be the show intro. Okay. <laughs> You've had me singing on a couple of those. How's it going, eh? Uh, it's going pretty good. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good because I was li- getting a little worried there after that. Well, pause. my little, my meters and electronics are a little wonky here. So Wonky? Yeah, I'm, I'm still dealing with startup things. <laughs> I, uh, I let the laptop die. So yeah. <laughs> it's still uh, on, the, on the verge <laughs> of charging up. <laughs> <laughs> so half a percent. Three percent, one percent. Yeah, kind of. It went from you know one to I don't know eight, and then twelve. So uh, coming up. Yeah, it goes. It's rapid because my battery is really, really old and mm-hmm. dying out. So yep. um, <laughs> the charge and the burnout are both rapid. Yeah. So time to cue, replace. Cue some sort of suspense music like uh, <laughs> Star Trek suspense music. Yeah. Endlessly. That was actually my first thought, of it, <laughs> I must say, but then I thought, nah, it's too obvious. <laughs> yeah, right. What are we talking about? It's Christmas. It's the Christmas I show. Know. Well, yes, it is. Jingle bells and all that jazz. Sleigh riding. <laughs> Strangely, I, I don't mind jingle bells so much. Uh-huh. Some of the other Christmas tunes are, are wearing on me again. So, Well, see, okay, so Frosty the Snowman. <sighs> I think we talked about this before. Yeah. Frosty, uh, jingle bells, sleigh ride. There's nothing about Christmas in those. Right. Snow time. No, no. Um, Well, frosty. Yeah, I guess there's no Christmas in that. No. I mean, in the the animated thing, I I believe there might be some Christmas references, but not in the There are. Santa explicitly says he was made out of Christmas snow and therefore magical. (laughs) Magical Christmas snow. But in the song, there's no, you're right, there's no reference. Winter Wonderland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, let us um, know. And in sl- Sleigh Ride, somebody who who did the lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, after Leroy Anderson did uh, did the music, yeah, put in. Oh, I can't think of it now. Oh shoot, something joy, I believe, and then somebody later uh, changed it to Christmas joy. But okay. the original wasn't. It was like uh, winter joy or something. I, I just read it yesterday, but now I forgot. Anyway, right. weird. So you could you take that some of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm just mm-hmm. I'm getting sick of um, let it snow. And Winter Wonderland. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. At the store, there are multiple playlists and multiple versions of both of those songs. Yeah. Not so... I haven't heard Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, which is a blessing <laughs> this year. Yes. Yeah. Good. Or um, what's, the other, what's the Beach Boys thing? Oh, yeah. Um, Little St. Nick. Little St. Nick. Yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. heard that. But uh, god damn, endless versions of Let It Snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So many uh, crooners and, and yes. other jazz... Jazzers like, like to do that one. And uh, somebody's got a really slow version of um, Baby It's Cold Outside. Yeah. So it's uh, two uh, it's two jazz singers. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
the most languid let it snow you have ever heard in your life. It goes on <laughs> and on and you're you know, you look at your watch. <laughs> yeah. You're like, seven minutes, come on, wrap it oh, up. But there's a yeah, there's a there's one playlist that has a lot of new stuff on it. I am I am in for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sia's Christmas album, uh, Kelly Clarkson's Underneath the Tree, probably my my favorite current Christmas song right now. Yeah, lots of stuff. That's good. Hey, it is a, a welcome change from last year when it was an oppressive set of mm-hmm. boomer Christmas traditions. <laughs> Here on, it's just called Two Brothers. <laughs> it is just called podcast. Two Brothers. It's just called, it's just called Two Brothers. There we That's go. That's true. And uh, my name is Marcus. And I'm James. Hello. And we are said brothers. <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Christmas show. I don't know how relevant that is because, you know, nothing <laughs> that I have planned to talk about is <laughs> anything to do with Christmas. Exactly. That's that's the point, I think. We're going to we're going to um <laughs> we're going to buck with tradition. Right. And fight the system. Yeah. <laughs> Just do a quick little thing. Like if you're listening to this on Christmas morning, good for you. You can knock it out in between presents, really. Mm-hmm. This will be this will be not too long. I could share Santa's secret helpers. Oh. Uh, if you like, it's a 2 minute little little silly ditty. I don't know what that, that is. Uh, that's never been heard outside of the um, you know, classroom music scene. I see. It's uh, it's cute. Got you know a Cockney or Londoner accent anyway. Uh-huh. I mean, Cockney is London. Mm-hmm. He's not he's not quite Cockney. He's just it's not like Michael Caine or something or anything. Right. I got 120 worker elves working in my factories. 20 full-time rabbits checking all the batteries. A department run by walruses to sort out any mess. If I get lost or don't switch on my Santa GPS. 30 reindeers all year round to live on milk and candy. Looked after by my garden, known to do the job just dandy. All the bits in reindeers' mouths are cleaned by 60 sheep. When I get stressed at Christmas time, a frog sings me to sleep. Without every one of them, the work would not get done. Santa's secret helpers make our factories run. Penguins test drive all my sleighs to keep them running smoothly. When the sleighs are working fine, they go and watch a movie. 58 worker elves that answer all my mail. A department just for licking stamps that's drawn by just one snail. <laughs> all right. Anything to share what's happening in the in the clean world that Blazing Saddles reference In here. the clean world? Well, you know, we were talking about all the yak chum down uh-huh. here last uh-huh. time, so right. <laughs> we're still cleaning up. I see. Gotcha. No, nothing much. It's raining heavily in Portland. I am very yep. happy about it. Same here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Not heavily, but uh, steadily. Well, yeah, okay. I don't know. It seems heavy to me. <laughs> yeah, well, but it might yes, be heavy for you up there. I'm heavy heavy meaning constant. Mm-hmm. So yeah, not not literal big drops, but constant light mist and occasional you know blips. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can talk about my actual music share. Get right into that before yeah. going back to other stuff. No, let's do it. Well, I came across this piece called Three Olympians" by Peter Boyer. Right. And on the Symphony Hall channel on the radio, as I usually do, and I just caught the third movement called "Ares." Mm-hmm. Three Olympians, as in three children of Zeus. You know. Residents of Olympus, not uh, Olympians as in athletes, mm-hmm. per se. You know, so he was commissioned by a group called, I believe it was called the Composers Circle. Uh, it was just a kind of a summer get-together of composers every year at, um, not Tanglewood, but in New England. Okay. At a, at a site. I think right. it was uh, Bard College. 
that hosts it. And it's like 30 composers, uh, not composers, but conductors, excuse me, uh, 30 conductors meet and work on their conducting, and they always, I guess, commission a piece that uh, has, you know, different techniques for them to work on and uh, analyze. Yeah. And they, they try and work on some new music and old as part of their uh, increasing of their craft. So so they commissioned him to do this piece, uh, to do a piece, and he thought, well, he, he has a love of mythology, Greek mythology in particular. Mm-hmm. And so he, here... He came up with Apollo, Aphrodite, and Ares as the okay. three movements. And uh, here's a little bit of each of those. Yeah. nice mm-hmm. i like those cool. it there's a i was saying earlier there's a it seems like a thomas newman element in there there's mm-hmm. a he has a a more consistent melodic theme running through yeah and it's just for strings 
string orchestra, right. the right. whole piece. He's getting lots of orchestration jobs in Hollywood, so so he has done orchestrations for uh, Thomas Newman movies and uh, Michael Giacchino and James Horner and, you know, quite a few of the big names in Hollywood. So he's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they'll compose the piece and then he'll orchestrate it for the film, you know, in, in uh, full symphonic style, right. as it were, if, you know, as needed. He's gotten, he's done, I think, over 30 films, major motion pictures. Wow. So I didn't gets know. a lot of gigs for that. Yeah. So I would, I would imagine that there's a little crossover, you know, maybe Thomas Newman's stuff kind of sounds like Peter Boyer mm -hmm. and Peter Boyer's stuff kind of sounds like Thomas Newman, you know, or <laughs> insert good. each other's names, you know, of whoever <laughs> right. he's working with. I almost got a John Williams feeling from the Aphrodite movement. Somebody said Leonard Bernstein feel, and uh, he went to the USC film and television scoring program, uh, completed that for eh, not a doctorate, but probably the equivalent, the performance certificate, you know, to get into the business. And he studied with Elmer Bernstein, I believe at the Hart School of Music at uh, Hartford College in Connecticut. So pretty cool, I, I enjoyed it mm -hmm. for its cinematic uh, stylings, but also I believe he used some Greek folk music or got ideas from Greek mm -hmm. folk music. Right. Um, actual tunes. There's some... Uh, bazooki. Yeah. It's not much of a cheese shop, is it? Spiders in the district. Explain the logic underlying that conclusion, okay? Well, it's so clean, sir. It's certainly uncontaminated by cheese. You haven't asked me about limbo, is it? Is it worth it? Have you... Shut that bloody bazooki up! Told you, sir. Have you got any Limburger? No. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, onward to, mm -hmm. I just happened to, the other day, I happened to be thinking about Cap and our, I guess, family friend mm. uh, at, for some time uh, uh, who lived on Catalina Island. Oh, right. You remember Cap? Yeah. Which he, is to say, I remember mention of Cap. I don't remember him as a well, person. he was married to Sharon, mom's uh, okay. singing compatriot in their yes. vocal group. Like she was, they were part of a girl group mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. the, called the Salmets. Salmets? Yeah. Psalm, as in psalm. Psalm, yes. Psalmets, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, a Christian singing quartet that mm -hmm. uh, did a lot of touring, you know, around the the region, I guess, the Southwest. Yeah, toured yeah, around at and least. played at churches and whatnot, mm -hmm. various venues. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was our that was our mother. It was uh, kind of exciting to think that she was a pop star, <laughs> <laughs> even though you know. Her her touring was her professional singing career was very limited, but um, yeah. yeah, I was I was really excited to learn that, and I I kind of wished she would pursue it more, but you know, mm -hmm. she was past the girl group age, I'm sure, right. I guess, by the time I was ready to understand it, mm -hmm. <laughs> would have been more difficult, but yeah, I think she could have yeah. made a go of it. Um, she just didn't, you know. She wasn't a composer and didn't have the the link up to you know some a, a songwriter who wanted to sort of work with her or whatever, and, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And she she didn't really want to pursue that path anyway, so right, it's fine. Mm -hmm. So I happened to just get an idea. Oh yeah, what would ever happen to that guy? Mm -hmm. And so I was looking for him. I just put Cap and Catalina. Mm -hmm. Didn't get much, and then I put Avalon and finally came up uh, in the Catalina, the local paper over yeah. there. Uh, he died in 2012. Wow. And he had, he lived uh, on Catalina for 63 years. Wow. So, so same year as mom. Yes, that's right. Same year. Mm -hmm. And one of the people that was doing a, not really an obituary, but just sort of a, 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 a mention of knowing him on like the scuba forum. 
ah. one of the scuba forums, a guy named Dr. Bill, the Lorax of the kelp fields, <laughs> <laughs> he puts on his, his moniker, his, right. um, his tag uh, by his avatar there. And he, he worked with Cap quite a bit. Apparently, uh, let me go back, Cap was in the, in the Navy in World mm-hmm. War II, and okay. he was a, a diver for the Navy. And then after he got out, he, let's see, he was stationed or he got released, uh, what do you call it, uh, when you get out of the, out of the service, discharged. Discharged, yeah. uh, Basically at uh, Long Beach. Okay. And he was hanging around the the beach scene there a little bit and he saw a a boat that he kind of fell in love with and he fixed it up and started sailing it with basically no experience. (laughs) And he, he shipwrecked off of, uh, off of Catalina (laughs) and I guess he kind of swam (laughs) <laughs> to the island and made mm-hmm. it to Avalon and uh, basically never left. He said, I, I want to live here. And so he did. Nice. And over the years, since he was one of the earliest residents, he, I guess, built up kind of a fortune there uh, in the millions, perhaps probably through real estate. Really? Uh, would, be, would be my guess. And huh. he was quite the benefactor of uh, students. He would give, he had a scholarship program for Avalon children to go to go to college. Amazing. And uh, he was given, yeah, he's he's a, a philanthropist on the island there. So, um, but for like sixty three years, he'd hang out by the seawall and just chew the fat with the locals and and visitors alike. Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody knew Cap. Wow, that is so, uh, quite amazing. I had uh, no idea. Yeah, and then one extra note that we we might know of. Uh, this Dr. Bill had mentioned mm-hmm. that they were both after the music teacher on Avalon and Cap won, ah. <laughs> won her hand. Right. Uh, and so I was thinking, is that, do you think that was Sharon? I don't know. Would yeah, she have really been don't. the music teacher on the island there? Could be. Mm. But that may have been earlier. Yeah. Possibly. So before he met Sharon. But anyway, that was an interesting connection that we had there. Mm-hmm. Family friend and kind of a famous guy. He, I guess, in the fifties, he set uh, he and his partner set a, a deep dive record. It was like three hundred fifty feet, and they had, um, his partner had uh, created the the special gas mixture that they used to be able to get down that deep. Mm-hmm. And then he was the dive supervisor for a woman who set the female deep dive record at wow. some point later, much later. Interesting. So yeah, he's kind of a. A big wig in the diving world. Six degrees. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I have a music chair also. Before we do that, and you're oh. gonna, I'm going to let you say that. Um, <laughs> and then one more thing. The the only time for probably up until maybe, I don't know, less than 10 years ago, the only time I had ever tried swordfish uh-huh. was when he brought some, when we were visiting over on the uh, Right. And he brought some home that he had freshly caught. Uh, that he had caught, and so yeah. we ate it fresh. And that was the best fish I'd ever had in my life. Nice. It was quite memorable. <laughs> right. So, so there we go. Yes. Swordfish is good. Fresh swordfish is amazing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So moving on to your music share. Yeah. I have been a fan of, you know, <laughs> as in several uh, previous shares, right? I've been a fan of fan of this band for years and years. Nada Surf is probably coming out with a new album soon. Mm-hmm. Nada as in, you know, Spanish for nothing. Right. Nada Surf. Wonderful band. I uh, really like them. This, uh, this single is one of the better, you know, songs I've heard from them in years. And mm-hmm. I really, really like it.
I enjoyed it too. I, when it first started out, I was like, "Is this going to be sort of a Tom Petty thing?" <laughs> right. You know, just the just the I don't know, just the vibe at the at the very very beginning. Of, you know, first few chords, and then it turned into their own thing, and I I really like it. Yeah, the the transitions are um, really compelling. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's something there's something that hooks me in. You know, when they do their their song structure. I I like to at at the end he goes on a kind of a long um what would you say a soliloquy? It's a with, I mean it's kind of a rap. So yeah. Yeah, okay. It is All a right. soliloquy, but it's a rap. Mm-hmm. Matt Cause is the sort of leader of the band and he's done this before and it's nice to it's nice to see him taking a hand as it were. It's like a like a spoken word to their yeah. indie rock thing. Um, mm-hmm. all mashed up together it's really uh it's kind of cool and, and inspiring i guess in a way i like to turn a phrase right there at the very end uh, uh-huh. it was all peace and love and hate ashbury right <laughs> that was a good one yeah it was it's uh like that that stuff is you know you you latch onto it but then it gets corrupt and then you start you keep looking for a thing and blah 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 and then at the end it's uh we're all we're all connected is the mm-hmm. the end message it's it's uh yeah it's cool I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoy them as a band, and I'm hopeful that they can come to Portland soon. I, I would love to see them live. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. Excellent concert, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're supposed to be really good live. Similar, mm-hmm. you know, one of those that uh, translates well from recording to live. Yeah. Is it like a, a quartet or I how many members? I so. I think, I'm pretty sure it's mm-hmm. a quartet, yeah. You know, the, the traditional two guitars, a bass, and drums mm-hmm. with a... Mm-hmm. Uh, and Matt does vocals, so one of them, <laughs> one of them, or both of them are rhythm and or lead guitar, mm-hmm. <laughs> Metallica style, right? <laughs> but I think Matt is the primary songwriter, and he's obviously the singer. So usually that's how it goes. But yeah, yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. It was good. Well, I guess that could be it. <laughs> it could be. Hmm. Else, like there's impeachment news, but um, we knew it was eh. coming. Um, yeah, kind of knew how it would shake out. So that's cool. All right. Well, on that impeachment note, yeah. If you would like to send us an email, you can send it to bros at itsjustcalledtwobrothers.com. If you tweet, you can tweet us at IJC2B. Mm -hmm. And blogging occurs at MarcusHarwell.com. Yeah, um, it's going to change uh, radically during, well, at at the new year. At the new year, it's going to be a completely different thing. So I'm going to be doing a... uh, I'm going to try to do start up a weekly newsletter rather than a, a daily you know, writing thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm going to try to get into um, some more long term, long term, some more long form writing and do a newsletter off of that mm-hmm. that I'll push. And then my my blog will likely turn into a daily art blog. So it'll be kind of an image every day rather than a text or a mini essay every day. More like an Instagram. Kind of, yeah, kind of like that. Like here's, um, I'll still want to share artists that I find, but uh, a lot of it will be like, here's what I'm working on now. You know, here's the, here's the image of the day from me, mm-hmm. from me. That's yeah. more what I want to turn my blog into. And then I'd rather get a little detailed in the writing and expand it a bit. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. All right. We will see what happens.